right, it is Huckleberry Wednesday. We're back with another episode of Tombstone Minute. Your uh, minute-by-minute podcast where we discuss the movie Tombstone. Today is Minute 93. I'm your co-host, Rob. Joined, as always, by my friend Joe, who who puts the care in Care Bear. Uh, and our I don't Huckle- get it, Rob. What do you mean? <laughs> and our Huckleberry today, returning... Uh, am I getting this right? Okay, Corral Caroline? Was well, that the cowboy yes, name? But I have changed. I've decided, thanks to White Wine Tom, that I've changed my name to Champagne Caroline because if we're going off of like favorite drinks, that's definitely one of mine. And I've inspired Joe to enjoy some fine champagne while recording this. Oh, wonderful. Um, mm-hmm. Unlike White Wine, I have seen champagne in movies that took place pre World War One, World War Two. True. <laughs> Um, in this minute, why Earp kills Frank Stillwell? Mm-hmm. Um, big big moment here. Uh, we had discussed earlier that this is sort of the uh, beginning of the third act. It's it it triggers here. <clears throat> this starts out with us still in Tombstone a little bit this minute, and we have uh, Curly Bill goes up to Ike and tells him to take St- uh, Stillwell out to finish it. Mm-hmm. And Ike doesn't look like he's real pumped about that. <sighs> well, why would you pick him? I That's <laughs> what I was going to go to. Do you think that this is Curly Bill trying to get rid of him? Maybe. I mean, <laughs> I just think you can't do anything with Ike. <laughs> you can't live with him and you can't live without him. <laughs> Kind of like you, Rob. Yes. <laughs> That's fair. Uh, yeah, so he... I guess my issue here with Ike is not only is he, like, completely incompetent, as we see and moment, cowardly. Cowardly. Yeah, he looks he, scared. He takes himself so seriously here. Like, he gets his job, and he's like, yeah, man, I got this. I mean, but does do you think he has, like, a little bit of needing to prove himself? Yeah, I mean, he's... He's ran away. He lost his gun in the well last time. <laughs> He's right. the oldest dude in the gang and completely yeah. worthless. Like, it's past the point of having something to prove. Yeah, that's he's, fair. He's, he's useless. He looks very scared. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think they do a really great job with sound editing because as Curly Bill is telling him, like, I need you to take still well well whatever however you say Frank Stillwell Frank Stillwell and finish it I do I mean the the shot of um them of him saying that to Ike isn't like incredibly amazing but it does really set it up because you have like the dimension of Ike in the front and then you have Curly Bill and then I forgot who's in the back Johnny Ringo Um, Johnny Ringo in the back and you can still kind of see the okay corral sign which is kind of cool but yeah yeah I mean, but why not send Johnny Ringo for this job? Mm, he's too busy s- smelling death. Yes, that's true. <laughs> true. Good point. Yeah. Um, and then we get this little uh, fade out, fade this fade effect, guys, where we there's a fade. lot of fades in this minute. Yeah, where we we sort of get this, uh, you know, this sort of beautiful western shot again of uh, a vista. Yes, a vista, if you will, of the sun coming through the clouds and the stagecoach is traveling to Tucson. Uh, I love it. The I West don't like is... that shot. Why? What? I don't know. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> Great insight. Oh Glad we had you on this week. <laughs> well, that's been minute 93. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. But it, you, I mean, I just I like get a, why. It's an establishing shot. I understand why. Because it's like they're they're traveling to the train station. Which is in Tucson. Yeah. I, so, I, as, I don't know. Just generally as like a big fan of Westerns, part of it is I love these like Vista shots you get all the time. Yeah. I, and this is this is we get one later this week as well. But I'm a big fan. So now we end up um, at the train station, mm-hmm. and we have we have uh, we see uh, Frank Stillwell and Ike Clanton, and Frank says that's Virgil with the women, and then Ike says he's, he's mine. mine. Yeah. There's a lot of questions I have. Okay. So okay. first of all, where should I start? The beginning. Um, no, but like <laughs> in this scene um, or in this part of where their train station is. So does do Maddie and um, Virgil and Allie know that the Cowboys are in town? Uh, do they know? Are yeah, they I, like tipped off kind of? Yes. So what kind of happened here is that uh, they get tipped off that the Cowboys might be coming after Virgil and the women. So why it does stay back? Okay. Um, so I don't know if I is doubt that in the historical record, or is that in like a deleted scene? That's in the historical record. Or is it just they're following common sense? Both, but it's historical record. Um, but it it's um. I don't know if they told Allie and Maddie. Like I probably wouldn't. Well, because like the train is slowly starting to go. Yeah. And like Maddie is just like super high, looking out the window. And, like, doesn't even, I mean, doesn't look anything concerned that the fact that her husband is not with her. <laughs> they gave her some mushrooms and said they're going to Joshua Tree. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, like, that's where I'm having a hard time understanding, like, who knows what and, like, what was planned and all that. I think, I think we know that Virgil knew. I don't know if we know if Allie or Maddie. I would assume they did not. Okay. Does, does that Why? Because of... they're women? Yeah. Why, Rob? Elaborate. <laughs> Because it's, yeah, because they're women in 1881, and I'm sure they just were like, it's probably easier if we don't tell them. Wow. <laughs> Kate would Kate would know. Yeah, Kate would know because she's the best. Well, Ike says he's mine. Ike mm-hmm. brings his gun up. I don't think Stillwell brings his gun up at this point, and then Wyatt shoots Stillwell. So the question is... Why shoot Stillwell when Ike was the one with the gun up in the air? But didn't Ike ask uh maddie where's wyatt uh frank asked maddie where's oh wyatt. yeah frank did yeah yeah so i don't know why it was just responding to him i guess <laughs> it just feels like you would shoot the guy with the gun out but it's i guess really quick shot it is and i guess he probably realized how incompetent ike was and as soon as ike heard a loud sound he would shut down <laughs> probably um and then I got so he, go ahead. Go on. Well, he puts the one finger up to Whoa. Virgil. And so my question to you guys is, is that a count of like how many people he has killed? I or think so. Or is that a was that? But I think it's also simultaneously like a count, but also like a buy. Yeah. I mean, I think I think we have we see Virgil wave and then we have Wyatt do that one finger up and yeah i had the same question but i think he's saying like that's one yeah I, and it might also be a reference to morgan 
because he always told Wyatt, he's oh, the one. Yeah, maybe that's maybe that's Wyatt being like, I'm the one. I am the one. <laughs> uh, guys, I did a little research on Frank Stillwell. Do you want to hear some stuff about him? Yes. No. Okay. I also- <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Joe. Yes, ending as always. Um, Joe, pour yourself some more champagne. Uh, okay. But not on air so we can hear it. Um, <laughs> I don't want to pull a, t- a Tom uh, Van Wine. No. <laughs> but so, champagne sounds so cool when it's being poured. Not on a podcast. <laughs> I Would you be surprised if Rob was about to admit that he's never had it? No, I've champagne. had champagne. He's had champagne. Yeah. Overrated. Yeah, he has. Overrated. I guess you oh, um, oh Frank Stillwell, guys. I did some, I did some research. Uh, he's from the Midwest. He's from Iowa. Um, he has an interesting life leading up to this. Uh, on October 18th, 1877, a newly hired cook named Jesus Vega brought Frank tea instead of coffee. And after an argument, Frank shot him through the lung, killing him. What? what? That's terrible. <laughs> I know. That's kind of an awesome cowboy name, though. Uh, Jesus. Jesus Bega. B-E-G-A. Maybe it's Bega. Could be Bega. Um, Frank was later acquitted on the grounds of self-defense. What? Ra- the- I'm going to call racism <laughs> on that one right now. <laughs> Probably, probably killed. Was this cook. in Iowa? No, this is in Prescott, Arizona. I think. Okay. Um, so yeah, he brought him tea instead of coffee. Jesus. Um, later, this is a couple years later, on uh, November 9th, eighteen seventy nine, he staked a claim and worked a mine. He got into an argument over claim jumping with Colonel John Van Houten. Van Houten was brutally beaten in the face with a rock and died. Frank Stilwell and James Cassidy were charged with his murder, but escaped a grand jury indictment for lack of evidence. Hmm. Um, this guy was a real jerk. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like Little it. Norm, yeah. <laughs> he he was later on hired as an assistant deputy sheriff by Behan in Tombstone, and was fired four months later. For accounting irregularities. Um, So I love how BN hired a guy who's, by all accounts, murdered two people. But he's Mm -hmm. like, you know what? (laughs) He's not very good at the numbers. (laughs) Man. Yeah, he does. That's like a real jerk. (laughs) Well done, Rob. That's you impressed me there. (laughs) By the way, I'm just going to throw this out there. Our dream Huckleberry is definitely Norm MacDonald. Oh, mm. so if if anyone knows Norm Macdonald, let's make this happen. <laughs> this is the second day in a row that I've had extensive Norm Macdonald conversations with Rob. Mm-hmm. He's the best. He's good. Um, so I guess you're sort of right, Joe's. We don't have a ton in this minute. Well, um, I have. I did some research as well. Oh, OK. And we have some questions for you, too. But let's start with your but research. for me. Yeah, but we'll start with your Great. research. Well, my research isn't extensive. I was just so I don't know if you know this about me, Joe, but I hate trains like I abs- like I'm not scared of them or any like I think they are the most inconvenient thing that could ever happen to a person. What? <laughs> yes. What's, where, what's wrong with you? <laughs> I so for the listeners, nothing like including like are, are you including like like mass transit trains like the L in Chicago? No, 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 no. I don't consider that. 
I mean, I know it's technically a train, but that's like. Are you talking about like Amtrak? Kind I'm of talking stuff? about like the old like there's the trains that carry things that aren't people, like items. Freight okay. trains. Freight, Freight trains. trains. Like right. so for the listeners, I live in Madison, Wisconsin, which if you don't know is an isthmus. So it's not really great in terms of transportation and getting oh, places. All right, I know where you're coming. Honestly, there are some mornings when I'm going to work. You know, I'm not in any rush, but I'd like to get there so I can just get things a rolling. You know, just get them going. And a train goes straight through the entire city. I am holding back a lot of swear words right now. I hope you guys are really. Yeah, <laughs> we don't want to have to bleep you out again with some more horses. <laughs> A train at like, you know, 745 goes through the main road for people to get to where they need to go every morning. And it's so inconvenient. And I like, honestly, there has to be some sort of transportation engineers that can like do better at their job. So I was like, I'm going to do some research on trains. No, boy. (laughs) Tell me I'm wrong, Joe, because I'm not. So the electricity... That is fueling this very useless podcast, <laughs> at least in, in my part of the country, is fueled by coal, to, somewhat to my chagrin, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, and how, they get that coal to the power plant no. to my south via train. I get that it's important. I get that it's important. I just It's so inconvenient. Like, I hate it. Oh, boy. Uh, we're watching a, a Western <laughs> where people like were just living on the fringes of society. And, and you're complaining that your automobile <laughs> gets slowed down because yeah, a train has to go through. It's not like I can go other ways. Like, I'm stuck waiting for a train. And there's sometimes when I sit there and I wait there for 15 okay. minutes. Yeah, so on your way to work, you were saying, right? Yes. All Sounds right, like now really- explain. I want you to explain to Wyatt Earp. What your job is and why it's important. (laughs) (laughs) It's not important. It sounds like you're trying to cover your tracks here. Oh, (laughs) my God. I laughed. I'm so disappointed (laughs) I laughed. (laughs) And I can't believe we've given you this platform to talk about this. I I just don't like train. (laughs) I I want the listeners to know I'm I'm pro-train. Although, where I live, uh, I at least with various drives i take it tends to be more boats that slow me down and bridges being raised than, mm, than trains that's fair. That's fair. uh which i will i will say is extremely annoying and right? i don't feel bad about it because it's almost always some rich jerk off driving that's like taking a <laughs> yacht through downtown milwaukee that or it's be- a party boat which yeah. listen I like partying as much as the next guy. And I've been on one of those boats that had to make the bridge go up. They're fun. Yeah. So I guess there's a little bit of a hypocrite alert going up here. But Well, but yeah. I don't I don't think I've ever been on a train that is a freight train. So I don't care. They're annoying. Well, okay. anyway. Can I, can I guys tell you about the, the pizza train in Spooner? There was a pizza what? train? <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> so, uh... Spooner, where I grew up, has a railroad museum. Well, and uh, you should tell the listeners the nickname of your, your mascot. Oh, yeah. Growing up, my team name uh, in high school was the Spooner Rails. <laughs> so Caroline's really – it's getting yeah. personal here. <laughs> yeah. Um, and we had a – there was, like, a uh, train tracks outside the city. And they, like – someone bought, like, an old train – 
and then you could like pay to go on this train for like not very far <laughs> and they just served pizza as you slowly moved along on this train and i never went on it but we just called it the pizza train <laughs> and i would always drive by it and i was just was like i can't imagine why anyone would go on this i thing. would totally go on that yeah oh that sounds fun <laughs> you're you're like the world's biggest pizza eater and you don't want to go on a pizza train? <laughs> I I didn't then. Yeah, kind of. I kind of look back now, and and maybe I bet you my son would love it. Let's yeah. field trip it there. Yeah. On the tombstone van. Actually, way, I think but who cares? Uh, this coming weekend. Uh, was well by the time Wisconsin listeners hear this, it'll be too late. But uh, the elegant farmer, a local farm and store which sells is, delicious is, are they pies. the ones the pies in the bag yes. yeah uh, i can vouch I, i'm not a big pie guy but i can tell you if you have you can order them online uh and that would be great if our first sponsor was the elegant farmer by the way <laughs> their pies in a bag are delicious and they have a wine and cheese train leaving from their store on saturday i think that's this the could, kind of train i support yeah i think that could get caroline back on board yeah all right rob we need to talk about Caroline. Well, before we before we go too far off the rails, um, <laughs> oh my God. you can't use this word for the same pun. Is there you can't use the same word for two different puns. Hey, come on! Don't ruin my train of thought here. <laughs> oh um, my God! Do you have anything else on this minute before whatever oh. questions Joe gets into? Of course we don't. Okay. <laughs> no, I don't even want to go into my train research. It's not even that cool. Oh, you had more train research. Uh, yeah, I did research. I didn't just like say that I wanted to talk about my train hate. Oh, let's let's hear the research. Well, I was just looking into like when Tombstone got a, a train track. Oh, I'm interested in that. Yeah, give it to us. So I I'm paraphrasing here, but so the the local government of whatever that would be at in 1880 started lobbying for it, and it never really materialized into anything until. Um, copper started to be more of a thing and like mining for copper and all that and then they i don't really know the the logistics of how you combine railroads but el paso and southwest railroad were incorporated which allowed everyone within the area of um, tucson and their surrounding areas to like be like we should probably have things that go to other towns so the Railroad that connected to Tombstone from Fairbank started, they basically broke ground per se on March 9th, 1903, and they reached Tombstone on March 24th that same year, which to me, I was like, that's really fast to lay a railroad track. But I guess if your only job is to lay a railroad, that's fine. Um, and then on April 5th, 1903. Also, if you uh, take advantage of Chinese slave labor to make them. <laughs> that's true. That helps too. That's true. That's true. I wasn't going to go there, Joe, but you know what? You did, so we'll just well, say it. facts are facts. Facts are facts. History is history. And then on April 5th, 1903, the first passenger service train left Tombstone, but they didn't really have a celebration until April 12th, and according to the website I was looking at, 2,000 people came to town to celebrate, and the Tombstone Prospector, the major newspaper there, published a 56-page souvenir edition about this railroad. Wow. Yeah. 56 pages. How how can you fill that amount of pages with railroad stuff? I kind of find it amazing that it wasn't until like 20 years after all of this that Tombstone right. got a train. Right. 
Well, my my boss once uh, handed out to the entire staff a 200-page book about Starbucks. So. Oh boy. Well, that was it. Like their business model. I I don't want to get in trouble. Okay. 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 <laughs> um. Okay, Joe. You what have are some... my questions? Yeah, let's hear it, Joe. Rob, do you know what these questions are? I have. Listen, I never know what Joe's gonna do. Okay. Okay. Why are you taking notes on our episodes? Um, why wouldn't I? I have a lot of thoughts, and I'm going to send them to all of you. I w- um, let's hear you- them right now. Well, hold on. Let's let's just let our listeners know, Caroline. You have stop me if I'm wrong in here. You have taken notes on every yeah. one of our episodes. Guys, I'm an avid listener. I I think she's a narc. <laughs> I'm not. Who am I going to narc to? Who am I going to narc to? You guys have no. I just revealed that. Uh, a comp- what could be construed as a criticism of my boss, you're going to take notes on that and you're going to get me fired. I am not going to get you fired. I don't even know what school you work at, first of all. Uh, that would be impossible <laughs> to find out. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, here's the thing. When Rob started this podcast, I was like, whatever. I'll just get into it because Rob's one of my best friends, so I'll be like, whatever, I'll listen to it. And then I needed to write notes because I had to, like, ask him questions about things. And I just needed to remind myself of things. And then I upped my note game when I got the privilege of being on here because I needed to remember everything. There's, not, there's nothing wrong with me writing. It's like, it doesn't affect you, Joe. Listen, I'm not upset. When we release <laughs> the special edition of Tombstone Minute. There will be a commemorative book of my notes, and in it will include Caroline's notes. <laughs> <laughs> the the like fifty CD box set. Yes. Uh, okay, can you please open up just a random episode of notes and read them to us? Okay, <laughs> okay, this will be fun. Rob, say a number. Uh, forty three. Okay, hold on, I have to. Open That's gonna it. be a Huckleberry one. Yeah, so that's good because I often have the most notes on the Huckleberries. Forty-three. Um, I don't have much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm, I, I got have, the spreadsheet open, so I'm I have, look up who I that have is. the following. It's Duff. Oh. I have the two. I have two. It, I think it was the one that you guys talked about. Oh, like, it was uh, where the power ballads the music, one. Yeah, the power ballads, which was like. A decent episode. Whoa! Whoa! That was my favorite one! Okay, great. Okay. <laughs> no, I like the last stuff episode. So my two points that I had for this minute was the horse puns are just nonstop and it's annoying. <laughs> I agree. Agree. <laughs> and it's hard to hear Duff during parts of this episode. That's all uh, I had. Yeah, it was a, we had a technical issue. Fair. It's fair. fine. You worked through it and it's fine. Yeah, I mean, I'm happy to share these with you guys, obviously. Joe, Joe say one more minute. Let's hear one more minute of notes, Joe. Your your call. Jeez. Uh, um. Well, I can tell you, you've, you're up to minute 79. 80. 80. <laughs> oh, did I miss Fridays? Uh, yeah, it usually ends in a zero or five. <laughs> well, that makes sense. <laughs> I'm going to say, I'm going to go with... Uh, 71 okay hold on i gotta scroll (laughs) (laughs) yeah i want to be clear i've seen this it is like apple's notes like a little notepad (laughs) that's that on her phone you guys both know me rob knows me obviously a little bit better than you do joe but like i take notes on everything like i just i need to and so this should not be a surprise 
that I took notes on your podcast. You sh- can you start taking my classes? Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, okay. Minute 71. I have titled this OK Corral Week! Exclamation point. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, Joe, I think I can't believe you have a green screen in your classroom, which was one thing I did want to ask you about. You actually have a green screen in your classroom. Uh, yeah, I do. And I said that it sounds like you have a cold. <laughs> <laughs> I might have. Uh, recorded that in early May. Yeah. I yeah. Have, I Unbelievable. OK. All right. <laughs> Anything else that anything else for the order, Joe? Uh, just no, I guess not. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna ask Caroline the question. That I think she's... I was I was hoping there'd be some just sick burns in these notes about I mean, how much I can one find, of us sucked. I can find it. Um, Let's, I'm gonna give you a sick burn opportunity here. This is something I think you've been waiting for. I can't believe Joe asked hasn't asked it, so I oh, will for him. I know what question this is. Go Caroline, on. what? Yes. What have I said? No, how, how do you word that, Joe, about me? <laughs> how have I annoyed you the most? <laughs> or what is it? What is? Well, so this but is, she has to deal with you in real life like, too. So like the, yeah. <laughs> it must be difficult to divide the two. No, it sucks. It really does. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, there's like some points where I'm like, why do I care so much about this friendship? <laughs> oh my god. I can't really choose like a one time that he's annoyed me the most. It's often. <laughs> it's a state of it's a state of Well, it seems to be our most frequent feedback on our survey, which I know Rob doesn't want to reveal more of that until tomorrow. Of just yeah. me just silently enduring his nonsense. <laughs> um anything else, Caroline, that you have on this minute or uh for the for the good of the order for the movie any any more last cracks on the bat maybe we should add a blog spot on your tombstone minute website where you i can be, put my notes on you should be the the podcast ombudsman oh yeah what does that mean you just you, you're employed by the the media like by the paper or by the website or whatever but you have Tim full Cook. sort of independence so mm-hmm. let's just say that I don't know. Let's just say the New York Times, like for some what reason, employs a climate denialist into their uh, editorial uh, staff, which is the maybe a, most of the civilized world would think is the dumbest thing in the entire world. The ombudsman would have the the freedom to write as an employee of that paper, but with total freedom to write whatever they want. That that's extremely stupid. Uh, so in this case, you would be provided a platform on our website to write whatever you want as sort of a, an independent voice on our podcast, holding us to account to make sure that we are factual and ethical. And you would like complaints about us would go to you to sort of discuss publicly. I like that. I like that. Well, if Jamie's our relationship expert, then Caroline is now our ombudsman. <laughs> ombudsman. Um, All right. I'll leave you guys with this burn that I found in my notes. Okay. Minute 22. Um, no, in like with five O's after the end. Rob never gets under people's skin. Eye roll emoji. Oh, you got emojied. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob is not a cool cowboy at all. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you guys were talking about, but I wrote that down. 
Oh, man. I'm it's sure Rob fun, will guys. go back and listen. I'm sure he will. And edit whatever I need to edit out of it. I'm <laughs> <laughs> well, the ombuds, ombudsman would take you to task for that. Yeah. That's true. Um, thanks so much for being on, Caroline. Thanks for having me, guys. It's fun. We appreciate your loyalty yes. and your thoroughness in uh, keeping in a historical record of our nonsense. Our Thank archivist. You. Tombstone Minute archivist. <laughs> the Tombstone Minute epitaph, if you will, guys. Yeah. Like if that. we d- if we ever do uh, another podcast after this one, we may give you a, a weekly weekly column space oh, to write God, whatever yes. you want about what we said that week. <laughs> yes, please. All right, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thanks a lot, and we'll be back tomorrow with minute ninety four.